Could Pitt potentially get even better in the class of 2023? Well, folks, guess what? They just did because Carlton Carrington is a Pitt Panther. He has committed to Jeff Capel. This makes the 2023 class now Carrington and Marlon Barnes. As you can see, we have the great George Michalowski here on this episode of the Locked on Pitt podcast. Folks, it's coming your way. Our Locked on Pitt. Your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Everybody, as always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell. If you are listening to this, make sure to leave a review, leave all the feedback you possibly can, everyone. And now, folks, I want to welcome in my good friend. Work at PSN with him. He's one of the best beat reporters anywhere. I don't care if it's on the Pit Beat, the Michigan Beat, the USC Beat, the Kentucky Beat. George Michalowski is one of the best out there, man. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on, Nick. Let's do it. Let's talk some hoops. Yeah, let's talk some hoops because I try to talk hoops, but admittedly, I am not a hooper in terms of at least how you are, George. You got this thing locked down. And, and the big news coming out today, Carlton Carrington committing to Pitt. Pitt now strengthening that nucleus that they have for the future. Obviously has has a few guys on the team right now. And Dior Johnson that might be here multi-year. We'll see that. But the Diaz-Graham twins, Marlon Barnes coming, and now Carrington commits. Saw this coming for a while now, ever since he announced that commitment date. But now that it's here, I think this is a big land for Pitt and Jeff Capel. I think it's a huge land for them. I mean, obviously you look at this year's roster and you see all the veteran guards that, that are out there for Pitt. Uh, Jamarius Burton, Ellie Cummings, Greg Elliott, um, and more, and, and Nike Sabandi. Um, but you know, next year it's going to have to be a new core, a new nucleus, like you said, of, of guard talent leading the way. And, and Carrington's a guy six foot four out of Baltimore. Uh, Pitt's been on him for over a year. Um, I know. I remember I reached out to him back in last June, about a year ago from from obviously his commitment now. And he said Pitt reached out as well as George Washington, some of these other schools in the region, uh, but there were no real um, high major, you know big time names. And it was, it was kind of confusing at the time because this kid was top 100 ranked. He still is today. He's number 99 on 24 seven sports at the time of his commitment. So he's a top 100 kid can shoot the lights out six foot four, great size on the wing. Um, you know, I, I don't think he's necessarily a point guard. I think most places list him as a combo guard. I think that's what he'll be at pit. Uh, he's comfortable with the ball in his hands, comfortable creating, but I think he's more of your uh, shooting guard, uh, shooting wing kind of guys. So, uh, you know, he visited Pitt twice. He took his first visit to Pitt last October, actually, for the Clemson game, uh, when uh, obviously Pitt football fans know how that one went down. So uh, he enjoyed his trip there. Uh, that was an unofficial trip. So I think he just came for that game. Um, and then Pitt watched him play a few times this winter. And what do you know? He's, uh, he's back on campus for an official last week. And here we are. He's committed to Pitt. So, um, obviously Carlton's loved what he's seen out of the Panthers staff. Um, they, they really separated themselves. Jeff Capel and Milan Brown in this process developed a great relationship with Carlton and, uh, he's a Panther. So, uh, it'll be fun to watch him play alongside Marlon Barnes and whoever the Panthers get 
um, to fill out the rest of this 2023 class. Yeah, I think it's a big commit. And, and you talked about him, you know, being number 99 in 24-7 sports. This is a guy that is a consensus top 200 guy, um, wherever you go, four-star uh, guy that you look at. Um, now, the 24-7 composite is only a three-star, uh, which is interesting to me. Now, Rivals has been a little bit behind on Carrington, so it's kind of new. But the offers are, are interesting for a guy of that stature where 24-7 sports has him. Uh, DePaul, George Mason, George Washington, LaSalle, Loyola, Maryland, LSU, Pitt, Rutgers. Um, so not a it's not like a crazy offer sheet here um, that we're talking about. There's some good teams that are in the uprise here, uh, Rutgers, uh, I think the the Paul one is gaining a lot of momentum as we see here, but Pitt's going to land him. Uh, and I think that, you know, you talked about combo guard stuff for sure is what Carrington's going to bring to the table. But this is one of four or five guards they might add in the next calendar year. Um, the only guy that I see really that's probably going to be here 100% next year, as long as everything goes well, is McNe- is Cassius McNeely uh, in that guard room. Dior Johnson, as, as we've talked about on here, I think is a probable one-and-done to the NBA. Um, and, and then you look at the other guys, well, they're out of eligibility. So they're going to lose Sabandi, Elliott, uh, Burton, and Cummings. So all four of those guys are going to graduate. Um, so they need to add youth. And I think Carlson Carrington is a really nice start to that. Um, I, I think it's a little underrated by a lot of the sites, George. So do I. I mean, I, I think from looking at his tape, uh, looking at his scouting reports, I mean, I know Adam Finkelstein now of 24-7 Sports uh, put out a full scouting report on Carrington recently, uh, listed him as a Power 5 starter, raved about his um, you know, his length. He's kind of a wiry guard. Uh, he likes his mid-range game, his pull-up game. He thinks he can create a little bit, so – um, I think he'll be a good weapon for Pitt in a lot of ways in the future. Obviously, it's tough to um, totally know how he's going to com- contribute, you know, as he's only entering his senior year of uh, high school now. So uh, I plan on going down to see him play in Peach Jam. He plays for Team Mellow. said he's having a great time this summer playing for them this spring. And uh, he said he's getting better. He really feels comfortable in his outside shooting now. He's, he's kind of uh, become uh, – he's kind of – you know, filling those shoes and filling that role on, on both of his teams, his high school team, St. Francis, which was obviously loaded uh, with talent, and now Team Mellow on the Nike circuit. So, um, you know, I, I do agree with you. I think he's a bit underrated. Um, who knows what his ranking will do uh, now that he's committed. Um, but I, I think he's just overall a good addition to Pitt, a great addition alongside Marlon Barnes, who is another guy who I think is, is uh, I don't know about underrated, but I think we haven't heard much about Marlon Barnes. We haven't seen much of him yet. So there's a lot to be determined about him, uh, about Carrington, and, and it's going to be fun to watch them play their senior years of high school and uh, see how they come into pit. Carrington is interesting, and in, in something you mentioned, the Peach Jam. Uh, this is a high-profile event. A lot of coaches are going to be peeled here. If he's as good as I think he is, I think this one's going to be a battle. I'll say this. I think I know – it's, I think it's great that Pitt got in, got him on campus twice, took his OV, and he felt the need to commit. I love that for them. But I also think that he's going to be a guy that could blow up and could potentially get some really good offers here. Uh, we're, we're talking, you know, he's from Maryland. Kevin Willard definitely could come calling, I think. You can get the New York schools, you know, Shaheen Holloway at St. John's, uh, at Seton Hall, rather. But St. John's is another team that I think could come in here. Uh, there could be even more high-profile teams. I don't know how much he's going to blow up uh, in terms of that, but I do feel like 
this is going to be a guy that Pitt is going to have to look at and say, we're going to have to keep recruiting him throughout the process uh, more harder than, say, some other guys. Uh, you're always recruiting your commits even uh, throughout the whole process. But I think Carrington's going to add some really high-profile offers here uh, throughout that and specifically maybe after Peach Jam to where Pitt might be in a position to where they have to pour a lot of resources and make sure Carrington stays on board. 100%. And, and as you're talking about this, I can only think of, of one name. Uh, that sticks out. It's Judah Mintz. I mean, uh, you saw it. I saw it. Everyone around the Pitt program last summer, uh, a year from now, or a year ago, saw Judah Mintz really explode at Peach Jam. I mean, it wasn't like he was getting offers and posting offers and all that, but he was one of the, I think, if not the top scorer in the, in the EYBL at Peach Jam. He absolutely blew up. His Team Durant team, I believe, made the Final Four of Peach Jam. They, they made a very good run. And like you said, that building's full of college coaches from everywhere in the country. You know, uh, the eyes are going to be on Carrington. If he performs well after he commits, it's just going to come down to what you said. They're going to have to recruit him while he's committed. They're going to have to keep getting him on campus. Uh, They're going to have to keep pleasing him with what they do on the court. That's kind of where they lost Mintz is the beginning of last season. It's right a week into the season. Uh, you know, you lose the opener you, to the Citadel. Uh, everything starts to crumble. They don't get any other commits for the rest of the summer. That'll be another important thing for Carrington. It's it's kind of like a real learning experience last summer for Pitt. Now they can put that experience, um, you know, into a, a positive gain if they get, get if they can get Carrington to commit in June like this and then build on that. So, um, you know, after Carrington, now the focus shifts to number one, like you said, keeping him committed. And to do that, they got to get other guys committed. You know, you look at some other guys, Jalen Curry's a name that I think we've all got focused on right now. He's looking to visit in the next couple of weeks here in June. Um, he's a really highly touted uh, guard recruit out of North Carolina. I think he's uh, probably next up on Pitt's, you know, top priority radar right now. So, um, you know, if, if Pitt, if Capel can get Carrington and Curry to, you know, start working with each other here and, and start talking early, who knows, Curry commits and they have a great core for the future. So um, it's going to be very, very important to, to keep recruiting him now that he's committed. Yeah, and I do want to talk about Jalen Curry a little bit. You talked about that. There's a few different factors there. Curry's offer is going to be substantially harder to convince him to just commit right on the dot. Now, I think Curry is going to be a guy that probably does commit before the fall. Um, so I do think that that's going to work in their favor. But you look at some of those offers, Florida State, high-level offer, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, those are three really good offers uh, that you look at and you say, okay. And, and obviously being in North Carolina, if he blows up, you could see NC Staken in there. And if he really blows up, of course, Hubert Davis is going to be having his eye on them and John Shire. And, and then that becomes, okay, Pitt's probably out of it. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's a different story for another day. Um, I, I do think, though, Carrington – and I want to talk about the skill set here just before we go to break. Uh, I do want to talk about Carrington's skill set because, I, you know, I watch his highlight tape, and it's a highlight tape, so I can't tell you a ton of that. Um, but he's got good size. He's a little lean, so I think he needs to add a little bit more weight. Uh, I don't think he's, like, super athletic. I think he's decently athletic. I think he's quick. I think he's physical. I don't think he's super explosive, though, so I don't think he's going to barrel down the hatchets like, a, say, a Nike Sabandi will with, you know, that – 
great burst that he has where he can just go. Uh, or Dior Johnson, if you watch Dior Johnson, that's the first thing that sticks out to you when he's driving. His explosiveness through the roof. Uh, I don't think Carrington kind of carries that. Uh, I think he shoots well off the bounce, can create his own shot. I think he's a good shot maker um, from all three levels. Uh, has a weird kind of delivery with his shot, but it goes in. Uh, and so I, I, that's kind of the baseline. I think he's got a lot of potential as a three-level scorer and a guy that can almost be, by the time, say, he's a senior, uh, almost a souped-up Jamarius Burton. That's the name that came into my mind when you were describing that skill set that he's got. You know, uh, not your lights out wing only shoots off the catch and shoot um, three point guy, but also not your Nelly Cummings point guard. You know, um, I, I think Burton's a very physical guard. I think Burton likes to use his body and back into the post. Um, it obviously, excels off the mid range in that way with some turnarounds and some pull ups in the mid range. I think Carrington has a lot of those. Uh, parts to his game as well so I think uh, that could be a good potential comparison I also think that um, like you said he, he's really kind of I, I don't know if the term is wiry or, or long or, or needs to fill out you know uh, that could also be one thing about him but I think he's really kind of runs like a, a gazelle you know he's, he's really long he's really raw you know there's a lot left for Carrington to grow here. Who knows? He could, you know, gain more explosiveness over the next few years and become that Nike Sabani type. Um, he could gain a lot more muscle and become that Jamarius Burton, you know, muscle you down into the post, show off his really good mid-range game kind of guy. And there's a lot of different things that uh, we could see Carrington do to improve his skill set and to really contribute for Pitt. Um, but I do think, you know, I think fluid is the number one word I've heard in a few scouting reports, a few reports on Carrington, uh, I think he's a really fluid player. I think um, he's got a great skill set to him. He, he's he's overall a great addition for Pitt. Yeah, he's got good length too at his size. Um, heard some rumors he might not be done growing either. Uh, he's six four right now, one seventy five. Uh, so definitely needs to add some weight to that. But uh, and if you are around the Pitt program a little bit and you know kind of the history, I think his ceiling is maybe a Jamel artist type of player. Um, if he can get that three-point shot consistently down. But I, I want to shift over here to kind of some other 23 names where we can go from here. But first, folks, I'm going to let you know about Built Bar because Built Bar is always coming out with new flavors, folks, and they have a new one right now. And, yeah, it's called Mud Pie. I know Mud Pie doesn't sound all that great right away, but let me sell you on it right now. What the heck does a mud pie taste like? It's a chocolate flare, and you'd love to have it covered in 100% real chocolate. It's going to blow your mind once you have it, folks. You're going to love it. I already love it. It's fantastic. But here's the thing. While it's covered in 100% real chocolate, it's only 150 calories and only 5 grams of sugar, folks. That's it. It's healthy for you. You have over 18 grams of protein in there. You could do whatever you want with it. If you want something that tastes good and is healthy for you, the Built Bar Mud Pies could be that for you. So all you have to do is go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, everybody. Let's get back into basketball talk. And, George, so Carrington's on board now. We talked a little bit about this, and it's a great start to the 2023 class. For Jeff Capel, Marlon Barnes, Carlton Carrington, you are, are think I think you're feeling a, a good about that. Now, at minimum, you probably have four 
openings. Um, with your four guards that are going to leave, I think you should probably prepare for at least five with Dior Johnson, maybe even six, given John Hughley's talent right. and his ability to maybe break out. So let's talk about Jalen Curry. And we talked about him a little bit. He's probably in the call on official visit to Pitt. This is, I think you described him about a month back in the early summerish May area as the top guy on Pitt's board, um, which I think it speaks volumes about how good he is and what he can bring to the table. He's from Jeff Capel's stomping grounds in North Carolina, obviously Capel from Fayetteville. Uh, what do you, how well positioned do you think Pitt is in this race? Again, there's a lot of good teams in that race. And what about Curry makes him say different from Carrington? Right. So Curry, I think, um, you know, he's definitely the top priority for Pitt right now after getting Carrington, even before getting Carrington, I had Curry as my number one target for Pitt. And he told me he's been hearing from Pitt. You know, I talked to him back in February. I talked to him uh, recently about a week ago. He's been hearing from Pitt every day for the past five months around there. I mean, maybe not that much, but he's been hearing from Pitt, from Jason Capel, from Jeff Capel all the time. You know, he visited last summer. They really liked him. He was a top 30 guard, I believe, at the time of his visit. Um, and now I think he's more around the, the top 60 um, around there. But, he, you know, three, four-star guard, really talented guy. Um, and I think what makes him different than Carrington, um, you know, and what's appealing to all these schools, to all these rankings that he's getting, to all these offers, he's got Alabama, um, he's got Xavier, uh, Ole Miss, Pitt, you know, list goes on. Um, I think he's a really smooth and really crafty guy. You know, he's he's an on-ball guard. He's not, you know, as much of a combo, I would say, as, as Carrington. I think Curry's more of a creator, um, you know, a really good passer. I, I don't – that's not to take anything away from Carrington's game, obviously, but I think Curry's just going to do it all, you know, from the point guard position. He's a lefty. He can shoot it. Uh, he can pass it. You know, he can – seems like he can do it all from the point guard position. Um, really, I, I think slimy is the word that comes to my mind. You just watch a guy like him play and he just kind of weaves his way around. He gets to the rim, you know, he, he finishes. It's not always, uh, the, the prettiest. It's not always the smoothest, but you know, he's really, really a good overall player and a, and a great talent that I think Pitt would absolutely be ecstatic to land soon. Yeah. And, and again, I think that he is a true point guard, which is the difference, right? Let's assume Pitt does lose both Nellie Cummings, which they're absolutely going to lose, and Dior Johnson. And Dior Johnson leaves, whether he transfers, goes pro, one or the other. They need a point guard. They don't have a single point guard behind those two. Um, those two are your two main ball handlers. Um, so they're going to need a point guard. I'm certain they'll add one through the portal and, and do all that great stuff as well. But Jalen Curry's a true point guard, a, a true young point guard. And Pitt hasn't had a young point guard come through the program since Xavier Johnson. Dior Johnson obviously will be the next of those. But I, when I'm talking about long term, I'm you know Dior Johnson's a one and done probably. Right. Jalen Curry could be a legit four year player for you if you really wanted him to be. Um, and I think that's the difference here is that Pitt could legitimately have a stabilizing point guard for so long. And and Curry looks like the type of guy that's kind of ready frame wise, ready you know, 
act IQ wise, kind of sees the court differently. One of the big things you hear about him when you talk to anyone that's watched him is what a great passer he is, what great court vision he has. He's kind of ready to play at the next level almost right away. So you expect that him to have a big freshman year uh, right away, be in that rotation, maybe could even start. Uh, and I, I feel like that's why he's number one is because he could bring kind of, you know, if you have the good year under Jeff Capel that you think you might have this year, he could be the point guard to lead you into the future and settle down this program. And Pitt's had a few of those guys in the past. You know, I mean, you think of guys like James Robinson, uh, Levance Fields, obviously. You think of four-year point guards that have come in here, and that's when Pitt's been at their best. And so maybe a guy like Jalen Curry is the type of guy that Pitt needs to change the tide of this program and bring some stability to that guard spot. I completely agree with you. I mean, I think it's tough to make the assumption nowadays in this this day and age of the the transfer portal and and everything that's going on in college hoops to say that anyone's going to be a four-year player for your team. Um, But I think that's exactly the the plan. I think that's what they want Jalen Curry to be at Pitt. Um, You know, like you said, Dior Johnson, everything about him appears to be that, you know, it it doesn't seem as likely that he'll he'll be at Pitt after this season. You know, whether that's NBA, whether that's, who knows, G League, whether that's another school, it just doesn't feel, and it feels, it honestly feels like Pitt's prepared for that because they're still having Curry on this official visit coming up and they're not preparing for Dior to be the point guard of the next few years at all. And I think they believe in Curry because of what you said. You know, he's a really talented guy and he can come in right away. He's shifty. He's slimy, like I said. Uh, He's a good finisher, you know shoots the ball well, great vision. You know, he's he's everything you want in a guard, and he's not your one-and-done product. You know, he's not, at least from what people are saying, an NBA guy, a, a massive name in the sport like Dior already is. So it's it's different. It's they're, they're two very talented guards. They're around the same size, but, you know, they're, they're really not the same type of prospect in a, in a way, if that's how I could describe it. They're, they're similar players. They're similar creators, but um curry definitely seems to be um where where the pit staff wants to really continue this this momentum that they have after this year um in in hopes of having a good year this year and uh you know really lay a lay a framework for this program for the future yeah and i think it's perfect strategy wise to do that um you get someone like carrington on board as well so you have your combo guard jeff capel loves himself combo guards we know this Um, That is his forte. Uh, I I think, though, that, you know, Carrington coming on board is is kind of the first step to rebuilding your guard room, if you will. Now, you might have the Greg Elliott replacement and Cassius McNeely. uh, Catch-and-shoot guy, sharpshooter, that's what Cassius McNeely is supposed to be. So you might have your Greg Elliott replacement on roster already uh, in terms of that. Um, But I also think you need – two combo guards at the very least, because you're losing both Burton and Sabandi. then you need probably two point guards. I mean, really, if this is what Jeff Capel is going to go and hinge his bet on, and and obviously different rosters each year, it, we don't know what's going to happen with John Hughley in the future because of how good he is. They, they built the roster guard heavy because John Hughley is a monster. I mean, right. that's why they did it, right, is because John Hughley is going to have a – they think he's going to have a phenomenal year – be their center, and then, I mean, they didn't even care. I, I'm not, I don't want to say they didn't care because they did reach out to guys like Poteet um, from Rice that ended up at Virginia Tech, and 
Akuka Kuka, of course, as well. Uh, they reached out to him. So they, they were looking for Mo Gish players. Um, but they never ended up with one except for maybe Jorge Diaz-Graham uh, in the form of a freshman there. And so they feel good probably about that. But I think that this is a great foundation that we're seeing here. If they – let's say hypothetically they do land Jalen Curry, Marlon Barnes, Carlton Carrington, and Jalen Curry, that has the makings to me of a top 25 recruiting class right there. I agree. And, and right now I believe now with Carrington on board, I think they're around the top 10 in the 2023 Class rankings, obviously, it's very early. Um, a lot of top prospects still on the board, but I think that's a tremendous class. And the thing about this day and age, and the thing about Jeff Capel, he said it before, he's like raved about how the transfer portal can turn around your season, uh, can turn around your program so quickly. And that's not to say every year they're going to get eight, eight new guys and six of them will be, or four of them will be from the portal, two from JUCO and two from high school. You know, that's, that's going to be rare. That's a very um, rare situation to have eight openings like they did this offseason. But if you can get the three guys in Carrington, Barnes, and Curry on campus freshman year, if, if that's your freshman core coming in we're, one year from now, that's what we're saying. It's Curry, Carrington, and Barnes. Then you, you head into the offseason with this whole portal of, of talent to find your bigs, to find – you know, Hughley replacements or compliments if he stays. You find, uh, you know, another wing that's more ready than Barnes is. So I, I think, honestly, if they can add Curry to this class right now of Carrington and Barnes, um, I don't know how active they'll even be with, with other high school prospects because they know the portal will be there. They know that there will be guys with experience. They've already got interesting, you know, not projects. These are very talented top 130 guys in Barnes and Carrington. Um, they've already got a, you know, day one ready guard and Jalen Curry leading the way. So I think for that backup point guard role, um, for those veteran roles that they're going to need like this year, um, you know, next off season, I think they're really going to target the portal for most of those. You, you obviously can't bank on the portal, but what heading into this off season, they had zero commits in the 22 class. They, made it work. I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that was a plan ever a, a year ago or anything, but uh, they made it work. They got two high school kids, obviously um, the Diaz Graham twins, but I think if they go into next year's off season with three commits, then it's just all season. You're focusing on recruiting the commits. Like we talked about earlier um, with Carrington this summer, you're recruiting the commits and I guess you're just waiting for the portal. You know, you know, you know it's going to be heavy. You know it's going to be full. It's going to be, you know, dense with these guys, these veterans. It's like not everyone's going to be a top prospect in the portal, but you're getting the Greg Elliott's. You're finding a Nelly Cummings. You know, who knows? I, I just think that's the direction that Pitt will take if they can add Curry to this class. Yeah, I think it's a huge thing. I do want to talk a little bit about who else they could add outside of Curry. We haven't really mentioned any other names um, because I think there could be a need in the big department and not in the cards that we haven't talked about yet. But I also want to discuss how Carrington could potentially change that. But first, let's go to a quick break. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Here with George Michalowski from Pittsburgh Sports. Now talking all things recruiting after Carlton Carrington commits to Pitt. Uh, Another big commit this week after Dior Johnson committed Monday, Carrington Wednesday. 
two really good days for Jeff Capel and his staff got to be feeling good about themselves. First thing I want to ask you, Marlon Barnes, we haven't talked about him a lot. Uh, I feel like even Pitt fans haven't, um, but he has been committed for so long now. Uh, it feels like how, first of all, that commitment, how sturdy is that right now? And second, what about his game? Has he grown in areas that you've seen? Uh, I know the the stats haven't been updated yet on the AAU pages, so I haven't been able to see um, the updated stats with a big sample size. Um, but what about Marlon Barnes? Yeah, so Marlon, I think, first of all, is, is a firm commitment to Pitt still. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon um, other than Pitt. I don't see any indication of that. I've talked to him numerous times, uh, caught up with him on Pittsburgh Sports Live a few weeks ago. You can check that out on the – YouTube page, but um, I, I really think Marlon's firmly committed to Pitt. I think he'll end up a Panther, um, you know, if everything goes to plan. Um, so that's that's the first thing. I think with his game, um, he, he's not he's not the the type that you're going to see, um, you know, put up the most monstrous numbers right now on the Adidas circuit that he's playing on. I don't think he's um, you know fully reached his potential yet. Obviously. No high schooler has, but you know, there's guys like Jalen Curry that we talked about that are like, you know, what you're going to get. I think Barnes is more of a project where, um, you know, he's going to be long term wing. Uh, he's a great shooter. He loves, you know, Capel and his coach now, Chet Mason, love the way he shoots the ball from outside. Uh, and he's a guy that's what, six, 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 seven? Like, you, you can't teach shooting at that size. So, um, th- that'll always play if, if he continues to shoot the ball well from outside, that'll play at the college level. Um, he definitely needs to, you know, add some muscle onto his frame because uh, unless he's a six eleven, Kevin Durant two point um, he's he's gonna have to add a little bit of muscle to compete in the ACC. But you know, all I've heard about Marlon is, um, you know, shooting is probably his top skill right now, uh, along with his uh, his upside, his athleticism, and his his size. You know, he's he's a great player um, for Pitt of started this class with i think he, he gives them something to recruit other guys with hey we got this wing that's top 130 top 140 uh you know come play with him come compliment him be his guard and uh obviously the whole connection with brush high school with cleveland area ohio basketball um you know landing marlin out of john hughley's high school that's obviously huge um you know we spoke about that a few weeks ago and he still talks with john a lot he told me they're boys. They work out together in the offseason. They were working out a few weeks ago. And um, it, it's it's a great connection for Pitt to have. You know, um, while Marlon isn't a top 50 prospect in the class, you know, he, he's a great connection. He's a great pickup. He's a great project for the Panthers to have. And I think he'll turn into a really good player on the wing. Yeah. And first commit for the 2023 class. This is different. We talked about the Carrington potentially blowing up. Judah Mintz was the only commit for 2022 and that was one of the things he looked around said nobody else wants to be here well that won't be the case uh with Carlson Carrington he will always have Marlon Barnes right there with him and obviously they land Jalen Curry those three are probably going to be tight together and going through everything and and all that but other than those three names we have talked about here two being commits Curry being a definite official visitor other players that Pitt could potentially look at, uh, I think that we talked about this a few times today. John Hughley could potentially be going pro next year or at least exploring that option. What about the bigs uh, and maybe any other guys that you see, a wing, whatever, 
that Pitt could potentially have on their radar? Yeah, so the, the bigs is really looking kind of thin right now in the 2023 class as for guys that Pitt's targeting. Um, I know Papa Conte, he's a, um, you know, a big man. Um, I know he's you know, playing out in Connecticut, and he said that he wants to come visit Pitt this summer. Um, so expect him to take a visit. Um, I know we talked about that earlier, and, and if they get him on campus, that's great, but I, I really don't think he's going to end up a Panther. You know, it's looking like Michigan for him right now. He's actually visiting Michigan as we speak, uh, taking an official visit there right now. Um, got some other visits lined up. He's, uh, you know, I saw an article by Joe Tipton of On3 that he's best friends with Gavin Griffiths, who another prospect who Pitt used to um, recruit in the 2023 class who just committed to Rutgers. So Rutgers is on the board here. Michigan probably the favorite right now. Um, and he, But he did say he wants to visit Pitt, and who knows? Maybe he goes on all these visits, comes to Pitt last, really likes it. You know, that's always in play when you get the last – um, visit from a guy or the first visit. Um, but, you know, Papa Conte, I don't think it's very likely he ends up a Panther. Um, some other names, uh, you know, you got Tyler Williams, a guy from Barashi. They, they kind of looked at him, but he's more of a small forward. I don't even think his recruitment's really blowing up. Sultan Atawale, another Eastern PA guy. Um, Imani Hansberry was on the list, but, uh, you know, he's going elsewhere now. So um, I, I honestly don't see a ton of, um, promise in the 2023 class as for big men. I think that's another place that Pitt will really attack the portal um, for is for a true big after he moves on uh, or graduates if it's in two years. Um, so um, obviously them. And then I think they've got some wings. They offered two wings over the past month or so. Um, you know, Caden Cooper is really high rising guy. It's how he's ranked in, I think the top 40 by on three recently. Um, he's really blowing up this summer. Um, he's a wing out of Oklahoma. I think he plays for the Skill Factory right now. He's a six foot seven, just explosive uh, player. It's, it's kind of like last year we saw Cam Whitmore. Pitt got involved with Cam Whitmore pretty early, um, you know, in the summer, I believe. And he, he played AAU ball that season and just totally exploded. You know, he's at Villanova now. He just won a gold medal at the USA 18U team. And he's blowing up. And, and I think that's kind of what Caden Cooper is going to turn into. I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to be Cam Whitmore. Their games are too similar. But I think Caden Cooper is going to blow up. I don't really see Pitt having a chance there. Uh, Muhammad Diabate is another wing. Uh, he's out of New York. Pitt's got some good ties in New York, obviously. Tim O'Toole's recruiting him out there. Uh, they recently offered him. So we'll see. But, um, you know, obviously, like I said earlier, I, I, I think this guard core um, – of Carrington um, and Curry is going to be the number one priority. They obviously do have to focus on bigs, but I think that'll have to come from the portal for the most part, um, unless we see some new names pop up. Um, but right now that's how it's looking. It's looking like they're going to go to the portal for those bigs. Well, certainly they have more bodies there um, for the future. Uh, Guillermo Diaz-Graham, right. Jorge Diaz-Graham, Fede Federico are all probably – you never know with the portal, but they have more years than anyone in that guard room. Uh, I guess Dior Johnson has four years, but again, highly unlikely we see those all in the Panthers uniform. Expect him to go to the NBA fully. Um, so I, I look at then the recruiting board and say, maybe if they get all three of those guys, as you kind of said, they shut it down, at least for the early signing period. 
and maybe they circle back around in the spring and, and get a fourth guy in there. And uh, they, they recently offered Tyler Johnson as well. Um, that, that could be an interesting name. He's a guard, though. Um, and, and so I, I look at maybe, you know, the Diaz-Graham twins. Pitt didn't even get on them until very late um, it, during the season, I believe, actually. Um, but we saw other guys like Toby Iwaka um, that they were in on late. Um, there are a ton of these names that they got in on later. Uh, Dior Johnson, obviously, the big one. So Pitt made the money in the spring this year. So I do wonder if maybe we could see Pitt – say, come back around in the spring and maybe wrap up their 23 class with a fourth high school guy in the spring if they land all three of these guys. Could totally happen. I mean, it's two years in a row now where we've seen them do that in the high school ranks. And Nate Santos was a really late addition to the class. Um, you know, he was uh, in his senior year wrapping things up and kind of just ended up at Pitt. You know, he's been talking with them a little and he kind of fell off in the recruiting ranking side of things because of an injury in high school. But he was another guy who Pitt was like, Hey, well, you know, we like you and they recruited him a lot and they got him locked up. So um, I, I do think that could be a real possibility that that happens. They circle back around in the spring. That's all, um, you know, with Jalen Curry on board, I would think, would have to happen. Jalen Curry, Tyler Johnson, anyone of that caliber, I think, um, would, would be the only case that this happens, that they kind of wait to the spring and circle back around for high school guys in the late you know, stages of their recruitments, decommitments, obviously like Dior, um, and then transfer prospects. But I think it's going to be a key to either get Curry uh, or another you know, highly – highly touted guy, you know, to focus this summer on and, and land now that they have Carrington in the books, now that they have, you know, Marlon Barnes also. Yeah, and we will certainly see how everything kind of puzzles together here, but a really promising start for Jeff Capel in 2023. Hard to argue this isn't one of his better starts this early on in the process. Remember, first year had three really great commits, but all were late with Xavier Johnson, Trey McGowan's, and uh, Xavier Johnson, um, or Adis Tony rather, um, but they really haven't had this success, I think, this early on in the process. They've had good commits. That 2020 class with Hughley Champagny was obviously a Femio de Cali. That was a great class for them, um, but they never had success this early in the process. So, really good bricklaying, I think, by Jeff Capel. And it might not matter if Pitt doesn't do anything good this year because. Jeff Capel certainly, I think, is coaching for his job uh, this year, so we'll see. But I think with all the additions they made in the portal in 2022, uh, landing Dior Johnson, and now landing Marlon Barnes and Carlton Carrington and being, I think, serious players in on Jalen Curry, uh, this is the most optimism, I think, around the Pitt program, potentially since Champagny laid that dunk on against Duke and they won that game. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree. I mean, obviously the Judah Mintz commitment was a, a big moment last year. And, and once he rose and in the rankings and once he started to really show off um, on the circuit like we talked about, that was a lot of excitement. Um, but, you know, this offseason, you, you can't deny how, how good of a job Jeff Capel did in recruiting. You know, he, he had eight scholarships to fill. That is very hard to do, <laughs> regardless of – you know, what kind of program you are filling eight scholarships with, um, you know, respectable talent is even though the portal is so prevalent that high school recruits were out there, Dior 
kind of didn't fall into Pitt's lap, but decommitted, you know, obviously at the last second in the grand scheme of things. Um, but I think Cable's done a, um, you know, very good job. I, I don't think anyone can really dispute that right now. I don't think it was his plan, obviously, to, to wait this long to get eight guys, eight new guys on the roster within three months from you know, April to June. But, um, you know, I, I think he, he did a, as good of a job as he could have done, you know, in this portal, getting these veteran guards, getting Cummings, a hometown guy to come back. Uh, keeping Hughley and Burton were also huge, especially Hughley. You know, keeping him around when um, obviously that last day of the season when they lost to Boston College, that was the number one thing. It was, um, you know, is John staying? Uh, is Jeff Capel staying? Those were the two things that everyone was kind of talking about right when that season ended because it just went so poorly and it seemed like there was no optimism at all. Now you fast forward, John stays, Jamari stays, Jeff stays, and you've got eight new players to look at. You know, you've got all these guys, you've got young talent, you've got old talent, you've got shooters, you know, something that Pitt hasn't had. So um, I agree. I, I think the optimism is, is probably um, at its highest since, uh, since Jim Penny's dunk against Duke, that, that game when he declared Pitt is back. So I don't uh, know if Pitt was back back then, but we'll see. We'll see this year. Should be a good one. It should be a good one. Indeed, great talking to you with George. Tell them where they can find your stuff, read all your stuff, do all that great stuff. Yeah, so check us out, obviously, at PittsburghSportsNow.com. Um, I'll be on Twitter at MichaelowskiCBB uh, all the time, tweeting about Pitt, tweeting about recruiting, keeping you updated on guys like Curry, um, other prospects. And then, um, you know, check out our transfer portal recruiting site, uh, theportalreport.com. Um, we're just getting that going. It's going great so far. We've got um, national coverage from a team of, uh, young, hungry reporters, football and basketball side. So uh, keep an eye on TPR, keep an eye on PSN, and uh, stay tuned on Lockdown Pit. Yeah, folks, as always, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Pit podcast. As we always end it, hail to Pit.